Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli breaking down the past week in baseball. We talk about Fernando Tatis. We talk about the Mets getting COVID, the Phillies being a train wreck and their terrible doubleheader in Buffalo, the Red Sox and the mess that they're in. And then we give out our awards. We do our fantasy draft. This was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the Facebook group, the Bullpen Cart Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. And we'll give you a shout out on the show. But enjoy this week's episode, everybody. Hopefully the Phillies turn it around, but here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, actually, you missed the last show. We actually both missed the last show. But he has been on in three weeks. It is Mr. Greg Piatelli, all the way from Boston. How are you, my friend? Doing well, Jordy. Uh, I was literally on the show a week ago to do an NHL preview for the playoffs, the last, maybe two weeks ago. I meant the last – yeah, it was a week and a half ago, the last baseball pod. But you're right. It was uh, in yes. the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. You were on the last show. I meant the last baseball show where Jared Barnes subbed uh, in for you. Jordy, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, we're going to talk about the Phillies in a little bit. Not happy with them. Does your, does, your, does your happiness waver based on the, the, the teams that you follow? No, it doesn't. You know, I, I work out, so that helps raise the endorphins. I had a delicious sushi dinner tonight, so that you know, that made me happy. Uh, you know, I got a lovely fiancé, a great dog who barks at people. That's kind of random, but uh, <laughs> all play dogs a lot of golf. People. All dogs barking people. And no, she goes out in our backyard and she barks at our neighbors. Like there are people just <laughs> sitting out on their porch and she's and we have to run out love, and grab her. I love, how you, I love how you go. I work out, so I'm always happy. <laughs> hey, <that's> what, <laughs> it's a proven way to reduce stress. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, oh my god. I was gonna... That helps. Oh my god, that was awesome! I was gonna make a joke about something play out of left field, but I don't even need to anymore. You did it. You did it for me. Oh my god. You know, I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> Fucked up the Carl Peterson impression because I can't hold it in. Greg, uh, what, what's been going on though in the week and a half since oh the last my god. since the last podcast? Oh my god! I mean, the Red Sox are one and nine, but it's okay because I work out every day, so it's all good. Jesus. Man, if only they sponsored us so we could uh, <laughs> we could plug them. But anyway, oh my god, people, <laughs> hey. this is already off the rails. Already off the rails. But um, Greg, let's talk about how baseball went off the rails a couple nights ago. The story that is basically brought baseball back into the forefront. Fernando Tatis. If you missed this, the other night they're playing the Texas Rangers. Tatis is like. A, a, a young up-and-coming stud that the league 
should be promoting. Sorry. Oh yeah, absolutely, a thousand percent. And actually, ESPN, your mortal enemy, did a great what they call front cover. Didn't I guess because I'm not sure if they canceled ESPN the magazine. I think they did. I might be making that up. But they're just doing it all virtually, I guess. But they did a they did a you know a big piece on Fernando Tatis. Great article actually. Um, so there's at least they're trying to. But back to the story. The other night playing Texas, the Padres are up big. 3-0 count in the eighth inning. And Tatis swings and hits a grand slam. Second home run of the night. The Padres go up massively on the Texas or on the Texas Rangers. And there were some mixed reactions. Apparently he missed a take sign. The Rangers weren't too happy about it. Manny Machado got beamed the next play or thrown at. And um yeah, a lot of people across the across the sportosphere had had opinions about it some people saying he broke baseball's unwritten rules by swinging at a 3-0 pitch especially when they were up big some people saying hey let the kid play you know we've been promoting that the last couple years you know let you know let this electric superstar up and coming player be the awesome guy that he is he's in first place in almost every imaginable category across baseball and not not war, Jordy. Not your favorite. Not your favorite fucking stat. War. I mean, if you're talking about MVP, you you can't give it to him because he doesn't have the best war. It's oh, like man. the it's oh. like just like you every single year with your with your, your little war king. So you can't you can't sit here and say that Uh-oh. he's leading every category when the MVPs clearly all it comes down to is war. Even though the best player statistically never wins it. Well, I mean. We're not going to go into comparing stats right now. We have a month to do that, Greg, because we're, <laughs> we're a month away from the playoffs. Uh, or I guess 40 days, basically. That was but, big of you. That was big of you to admit you're wrong and not take the bait. Thank you, Jordy. Well, Greg, that's not the topic right now. We're talking about <laughs> old crotchety people and the unwritten rules of baseball and how they're bullshit. Uh, it, was, it was a weird day on Tuesday of seeing people get upset about it and other people react to people getting upset. And that, that was basically it. It was mainly reactions to the old baseball crowd, which I feel like is starting to get phased out more and more whenever something like this happens. You know, it started with the bat flip five years ago from Bautista. Then there was that Bryce Harper piece that Goose Gossage freaked out at. And that was the topic of discussion. Everybody was freaking out that Goose Gossage freaked out. Not that Bryce Harper did an interview with... I think it might have also been ESPN the magazine, but he did an interview and talked about how he's this young player and all this. And Goose Gossard's like, basically, fuck millennials. Old man yells at cloud. And, you know, and it, I feel like every time this happens, people are like, why are these old-timey ballplayers getting pissed off, talking about unwritten rules and all this sort of stuff? Now, Greg, that's where I stand. Are you in a similar boat, or, or where do you come in on all this? I have two, uh, maybe three big questions for you before I give my answer. Okay. Uh, one, you know, you go on Twitter and everyone's like, oh, you know, every single person, not every person, but a lot of people are like, come to the fence. I didn't see a lot of people saying that, that, uh, like that Tatis was in the wrong for swinging 3-0. I feel like I didn't see a lot of people in that camp. I, I feel like I saw everyone more being like defending it. How could, like you're saying, everyone getting mad at those people who were, who called the unwritten rules. So it's like, where exactly are these, these quote unquote angry people at Tatis? Like where, where are these, 
where where were you? Is it just the ball player? Or is it just the pitcher who threw at him and hit him the next pitch, or was it, or was it actually someone on Twitter? Was it actually a baseball analysis? Was it actually someone who, or multiple people, or a whole camp or group of people that was like, "This is bullshit. He shouldn't be doing this." Or was it just everyone who has an opinion like, "Hey, f f these unwritten rules. Here's, you know, this is example. This is perfect." he should be allowed to do what he wants these people just saying who's ever mad about this this is bullshit like you know what i mean they're almost no, fighting i know what no you're one. asking and it's fighting a good question because no it seems like it's less than than it has been in the past i saw a few tweets ruben amaro jr was one who was like oh this was wrong uh and and a couple of people retweeted it being like he's around the phillies he should know that no lead is safe more on that in a little bit <laughs> um but there was other there was a few others too a lot of them though were just retweets with with other people's comments of basically saying like screw this and then there was like think pieces that were being written in little articles and whatnot that's my point is that I feel like yeah. I feel like there's very I feel like there at this point there are very few people who are who still subscribe to the quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball I feel like that is no longer a thing uh, I guess that's my my first thing. My second question, Jordy, is where does Trevor Bauer land on this whole situation? Trevor Bauer told him, keep doing it. I mean, he's he's at this point, he's the moral compass of the major of major league baseball. So Did you see Trevor Bauer's cleats? I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like he's you you need to give the backstory for the people at home, but I feel like he's the he's the moral compass for, for major league baseball right now. So somewhat in the same realm realm of conversation what Greg is talking about and what I'm alluding to, Gre- Trevor Bauer wore cleats that had the Joe Kelly pouty face either spray painted or printed on them. And baseball came out and was like, you can't wear those. And another theme of this season of whenever anything bad happens, it gets tacked on at the end. Joe Kelly's been suspended another eight games. Somebody tweeted out a picture of the cleats saying Trevor Bauer got told to take these off. Joe Kelly suspended another eight games. <laughs> 10 games. Give him every game. Every single game. Ten games. What are the A's called? Um, eight, eight games, 23.1? What'd you say? Did you not see that? When the A's won eight games in a row, they unveiled a banner. Like when, you know, like a, you know, however many game winning streak. They called it 23.1 because of the rate that every game matters for this 60 <laughs> game hilarious. season. That's yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. I did not see that. Um, so, and then in terms of, Tatis, like, in a sport that's so uh, base or numbers and analytics-centric, right, in a sport that relies and depends on numbers, you would think that people would be okay and comfortable with anyone trying to improve their stock, right? Oh, yeah. So worst-case scenario, let's say he lets that pitch go by for a strike, the pitcher comes back, Throws another strike. He eventually strikes out. Now he's got a strikeout on his thing. He's got a reduced batting average. He has X amount of less RBIs, X amount of less home runs, or one less home run. You know, he's got all these neg- like runners in scoring position. Yeah, that four, goes down. four less RBI. Right, runners in scoring position. That goes down. War. All you know, everything goes down because he chose not to swing at a 3-0 pitch. Well, it's funny you mention analytics, because I'm sure there's some analytic thing that says to swing on a 3-0 pitch that's probably better. Oh, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely, that has to be a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and you see it all the time in Little League. Like guys are lining up to to swing at a three zero pitch. Um, the what good little players. leagues are you are you playing in? The good players, I should. The the coaches let the good players swing at three zero pitches all the time. Yeah, I guess you you've gone to the Little League World Series. I'll I'll t- I'll balk to you. <laughs> oh, so about the facto know all. But that's the point. Is that uh, the larger point? I should say is that to me, I, I just think in a sport that's so numbers driven, how do you want guys to be paid for their numbers in one breath, and in the other breath expect a guy not to improve his numbers at any cost necessary? Well, that's the other thing. Is like in the sixty game season, steroids, steroids, not. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. But it, the, what I'm saying is, in the 60 game season, you know, we're talking about like, you know, what's counting, what's going to be fun to see. Charlie fucking Blackman is batting over 400 right now, which they should be promoting the shit out of that, and probably isn't being really talked about that much. But like these crazy stats that are happening, the guy has 12 home runs in 26 games, which would be a fucking shit ton of home runs. I'm surprised that like on you know on pace Twitter, which is normally just an opening day thing, I'm surprised that it hasn't gotten extra life in the 60 game season. Being like he's played 26 games, multiply that by whatever the you know the fraction would be to get to 162, and he's on pace for this many home runs because he hit 12 and he has near, and he has 29 ribbies. Like I don't know, it's just like why why can't we have fun with this when? You know, there's all these different serious things that are happening, specifically on the East Coast with baseball, but, like, teams are getting COVID. We're going to talk about the Mets getting it in a second. But, like, why can't we have fun watching a guy have this unreal run? Because, you know, he if he doesn't stay on this clip where he's batting 317, he's hitting 12 home runs in 26 games, 12 runs over, tw- over 104 at-bats is, you know, whatever percentage of home runs. Like, if he If he slows down with that, like you said, of like he has one less homer, one, four less ribbies. Like it, it's one of those things that we look back, like, and think like, oh yeah, remember when Fernando Tati started off hot and kind of petered out? Like, I don't know. Like, just have fun with it. I, you know, I don't know if that's just stupid for me to think, but like, just have fun. It's baseball supposed to be this. It's a kids' game, and it's supposed to be fun to watch. And I get there's other sports going on, so people want to be NBA fans, want to be NHL fans. They want to get ready for football. They want to watch the tour championship, whatever. Baseball's supposed to be fun, and if you if you were getting turned away because the guy swung at a three zero pitch, then good riddance. Yeah, that's that's the the end all be all, right? Is is in a in a league that needs superstars and a league that needs guys with some pizzazz. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and not since the days of Arod, where and and Manny and Ortiz, where everyone hated them for a while. You know, baseball hasn't had until the Astros hasn't had a uh, a heel, if you will, right, a bad guy. So um, I feel like Ortiz was one of the more liked players around Major League Baseball. Sure, at the end, but I feel like post '04, there was a there was a glow up for the Red Sox for a few years. Well, I mean. Just because everyone loves Boston, and oh, that's another thing that really makes. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, "Your city wins one championship. You can't call yourselves title town when Boston has literally won all of the championships in a twelve-year span." Or you know, it was within ten years that you won all all four. Yeah, and even but even yeah, even less. So it's just like, 
You literally can't. You literally can't call. There, there are two cities that have been to all four within a 10-year span. Philadelphia was the first one, at least in the, in the 21st century. They did it in 2010. And then the Red Sox one-upped them by not only being the first team to go to all four championships, but to win all four championships within 10 years. That's how I know that. I feel like, though, they did it before because the Patriots had 04, the Red Sox had 04, 07, the Bruins had 11, and the Red and the, uh, the what's the, Bruins it, the were 11, the Celtics had 08, yeah, 09. Yeah. The Bruins 11. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, you anyway. do not need to see a, uh, a certain, I think it's a beer that uh, a certain friend, uh, a certain former uh, guest spot has uh, and loves to loves to show in everybody's faces what's that uh our good friend jared has a beer that's called city of champions beer was that for the pirates who have six wins on the year sorry four wins on the year my mistake <laughs> uh, <laughs> i got him to admit that he really hates boston last night he's like i'm not i'm not biased against everybody i'm like you're pretty biased against boston like, yeah well yeah, <laughs> it was like, all right. For what reason? Uh, whatever. I yeah, mean, again, it, go, it go, well, no, it goes back to, like, Pittsburgh. Sure, you can say the Steelers, the Steelers think that they're rivals with Patriots, but. Oh, uh, I was going to say this towards the end of the podcast of other things. You think that Emily Pittsburgh and, I, and Philly, like. Emily and I brainstormed other, other rivalries that have nothing to do with Philly, and that was one of them that I was going to present to you towards the end of the show. Uh, yeah, let's get into it now. No, let's do the baseball show, and we'll do that at the end. Um, all right, so anything else on Tatis before we get to the Mets? Um, no, I think it's great. I think he's a good good young star, and I think uh, if I had 3-0 and I was in the Major League Baseballs and yeah, – Throw the, a better fucking strike. Don't throw a The bases were loaded. That's yeah, the other exactly. thing. Like, the bases were loaded. and say that. Yeah, the bases are loaded, and I want to win MVP, and, all I know, and I know that guys like Jordy only look at war, so a thousand percent. Where are you getting me being this war guy from? Because I you're, defend you're, Mike Trout. You're a trout. You're a trout truther. A trout truther. <laughs> <laughs> I work out every day. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, now we got to get serious back. for a second. Way to circle back. Do 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 do. Got to get serious for a second. Uh, we would have let off the show with this, but this would have been three straight baseball shows. Another team, at least, it's one player and a staffer. But the Mets have contracted or a Mets player has contracted coronavirus Two, uh, yeah, it's a Mets. It's one player and one staffer. So two people, uh, they had to cancel their game against the, the Miami Marlins today. Uh, it has not been said what, um, what's happening with the Marlins this weekend. Cause they're still on the schedule to play the nationals, which, uh, I don't know if the, if the Marlins, I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to, you know, what ended up happening with that? If they're still going to go to Washington or not, they were supposed to finish up their series in New York or in Miami this week. Um, and it got postponed. The Thursday game did. And yeah, you know, that, that's really all we know right now. But Greg, is this a, they were in Florida and, you know, Florida did Florida things and, and caught up to the Mets or, you know, is it, are we, you know, I know we talked about it however many weeks ago of, of the head versus heart stuff, but, you know, it seemed like baseball was starting to do better. They implemented all these different rules, uh, stuff that we thought they should have done at the beginning of the season. But I don't know. What's your reaction to this? You know, it, it, 
funny because the first thing that my roommate and I were talking about was uh, literally that it's Florida, it's Miami. Like these two people couldn't resist going out in Miami for, you know what I mean? Like, um, no, I mean, without knowing the story, we don't really know the truth, but I, I honestly feel like it's just adding more proof and fuel that traveling around, not doing a bubble quote unquote is, is not the correct strategy. Um, it's just impossible to, unless, again, unless you're in a bubble, it's impossible to know, like, where, let's say you live with someone, where your, your wife, where your, where your roommate, where, you know, where, whatever is going on, the, the grocery store clerk, whoever it, it may be, who they're interacting with, what, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's so many variables when, when you don't have guys in a bubble, right, um, that you just can't control that this traveling circus, this, this, you know, traveling schedule around, which is why I'm fearful for ba- for football for this exact reason. Cause it's like, I mean, granted they only do one day they're in and they're out, but it's scary. Not, not having teams in bubbles. Yeah, I totally agree. And both football and baseball are considering postseason bubbles. It appears uh, which is good, you know. It'd be great to see that if they can get there to, to do that sort of thing. It the, obviously the bubbles have worked. Another week, another zero case report from both the N- from both the NHL and the NBA, and, and you got to be happy about that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, we don't know a ton about the story. You mentioned it of if you know what happened if people went out or, or what it was. I know that there's the the stuff that's been put in place in terms of rules, and yeah, I mean. We're going to have to see what, what ends up happening with this because as of right now, the end of August and, and some of September are becoming pretty busy schedules for a lot of these teams. Uh, the Phillies have a ton of doubleheaders now on their schedule, including just they had just what was supposed to be a two-game series all today, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, <clears throat> and another one that's supposed to be their, their other series with the Red Sox is now just going to be a, a one-day doubleheader later in, in September, but I don't know if, if baseball, if they decide to pull the trigger on a bubble in wherever, if they're going to consider having to, you know, doing somewhat similar to what the NBA did of having the teams that are close to it play sort of a, a group stage to determine the, 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 the teams that get in or, or what it is to try to, to try to cut out the, the cold weather point being of that if, you know, it's the end of September and, you know, t- some teams had to delay enough of their schedule where they're, you know, that they're close to making the playoffs, but they're 10 games behind. How are they going to make that up? Yeah. I mean, what the Cardinals are six and seven. Yeah, exactly. In, the like, Cardinals is one. Uh, the Phillies are another. The The Marlins. I mean, the Marlins are still hanging out there and they've had how many games? Uh, what's it called? They've uh, suspended and postponed right. because of, because right. of COVID. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, just so, move them out of Miami. Just have them play in Tampa. Just move them. Just move them anywhere but Miami, because apparently Miami is the problem. Yeah, it seems. Well, the the first Marlins one was from Atlanta, but um, <laughs> no, it was. They were in Atlanta before they came to Philly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's it. We didn't want to get. We didn't want to harp on this too long. But now we got to be even more negative because it's Philly's talk, and it's been a. Uh, Greg says we did last last did a show. It's been a pretty shitty two weeks for the Phillies. You know, the only reason why I'll say it was shitty is because 
the Red Sox run a nine game losing streak and the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, the Phillies lost uh, yesterday. Um, the Red Sox beat them. <laughs> yeah, the Phillies beat the Phillies beat up on them on Tuesday night. So that's not what I'm pissed oh, off about. The Red Sox should lose. They're fucking miserable. Jake Arrieta is supposed to be a good. <laughs> oh God, can't even get through it. Well, anyway, so the Phillies in the last two weeks, this is what's happened with the Phillies, Greg. You mentioned <clears> it that the the. Uh, the Lost yesterday 6-3. But since we last podcasted, they lost to Atlanta. They lost two out of three. They, or actually, they split. Split a four-game set. Then they get swept by the, by the fucking Orioles. Two straight games. The first two games, the bullpen blows it. Remember I texted you saying this might be a first-to-ten situation? That happened in the first game against Baltimore. Then, the final game, they get blown the fuck out. 11-4 loss. Then, all of a sudden, Greg, they sweep the Mets. Seems like everything's looking all honky-dory. The fucking bullpen looks incredible. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Then, Tuesday night, they blow out the Red Sox. They bat around. Bryce Harper hits a bomb over the thing. They show Tommy Hunter, who I fucking hate, and we'll talk that more, about, more about that in a second. They show him, oh, he's trying to find the home run balls. It's all great and everything. Oh, look at Tommy Hunter run around. And because they're broadcasting from Citizens Bank Park, you can hear the crazy people who, they call them the Fandemic crew, with a PH, Greg, who go hang out behind the center field fence because you can see into the ballpark. They've been doing this the whole season. They did it for an away game, and you could hear them on the broadcast. Crazy shit. You mentioned yesterday they lose. We get to today. Mention it. One game, one day, two game series, a doubleheader against the Toronto Blue Jays. And Greg, I want you to imagine that you are you know you're in a saw situation you're in the movie saw you know it's either torture or torture it's one or the other always these terrible decisions in a jigsaw puzzle well the first game the phillies you know bryce harper hits a sixth home run of the year it's all great you're all happy and everything they end up getting up two nothing and they fuck it up they fuck it up spencer howard who We'll get into some positives in a bit. He, you know, he's gotten called up, big pitching prospect. It's great and everything. Lets up a run in the fourth inning, so they pull him three and two thirds. A decent day for the guy, the young lad. Look decent. Tommy fucking Hunter comes into the sixth inning. Can't close it out. It's two two. Blue Jays walk it off in the seventh inning. It's only seven inning games. Game two comes around. Greg, remember how the Phillies batted around against the Red Sox on Tuesday night? They did it again. First inning, they score seven runs. Then fucking Vince Velasquez, who, mind you, before the Phillies got COVID, or false positive COVID, they did this in their final game before that against the Marlins. Put up a ton of runs. And it was also a Vince Velasquez start. Velasquez lets up two runs in the first inning. Phillies, after batting around, don't get a hit. Not in the second inning, not in the third inning, not in the fourth inning, fifth inning, sixth inning, no. We enter the sixth, the bottom of the sixth inning for the Toronto Buffalo Blue Jays. And shit hits the fucking fan. Rowdy Telez, who I made a joke about how, about how Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is enjoying the Buffalo cuisine. Rowdy Telez, a man after my own heart. The big boy hits a bomb off Vinny V. 7-3. 
couple runners get on base, including Vladdy Jr. Lourdes, Lourdes, Laudres, however the fuck you pronounce his name, Goriel Jr. hits a three-run fucking shot, 7-6. He gets pulled. In comes another reliever. Well, actually, the other reliever gets uh, let up that one. I'm sorry. Because my fucking mind is on Hector fucking Neres. Hector Neres comes in, 7-6. Bunch of runners get on. Two runners just, on first just magically, second. Just, just magically get on, or...? It doesn't matter because this is. <laughs> it should have been. It's seven six. There are two runners on. I forgot to mention that the that the the tying run in the first game happened because Roman Quinn overran a ball and a guy went from first to third on a fucking routine single. The defense wasn't much better in this bottom of the sixth inning, and the fucking exclamation point on it is DD bobbling a ball that would have ended the inning, but now the bases are fucking loaded. And Hector Neres, in his fucking infinite wisdom of being a shitty closer, throws his splitter that when it's on, it looks great. But it's been off for years. Been off for years. <laughs> years. And he throws it left. Andrew Knapp has no fucking shot at getting it. Ball gets behind him. Heck, what does Hector Neres do? Pass ball, Greg. You played lacrosse. If you threw a pass ball and you see the catcher run, where do you go? Uh, to home plate. To home plate. What does Hector Neres do? Nothing. Nothing. He he lazily <laughs> jogs up, and Andrew Knapp has to get the ball, run home plate, and try to tag fucking Danny Jansen. And Jansen slides in. He's safe. Andrew Knapp did everything he fucking could have. Slid. He almost got him. Jansen was. It turned out Jansen was safe anyway. It looked like if he had if. Instead of putting his glove in between the hands, if Knapp had put it a little bit to the left or right, he would have gotten him. But Jansen was safe no matter what on a different angle. So, it's, you know, it's fucking Eric Nero should be covering home plate. And then the guy who's up, our boy, Rowdy Telez, clears the bases. BGO and Geerchuk score. It's 9-7. to seven. So, Greg, I'm all pissed off. You mentioned it. You saw my tweet storm, which was only two tweets. <laughs> it's the retweets that, it's the retweets that get me yeah oh yeah the retweets are great um so the top of the seventh inning comes around you know and you're wondering you know it's you know you got some uh some pretty good phillies players coming up to bat we got reese who's been ice cold he pops out you're like all right wasn't expecting much bryce harper comes up who had a very good first game he's actually walked a couple times he fouls out into the nearly into the the Blue Jays bullpen, which they constructed out of what looks like the third baseline seats in this Buffalo AAA stadium. So he's out. It's two outs. You're like wondering, like, what the shit? Didi Gregorius comes up, actually works this count with this Blue Jays closer who had two blown saves. So of course, when he comes in, the Phillies play-by-play guys are like, oh. He's on two saves. It could be this could be great here because they have Tom McCarthy, who's, who's very good. Then they have fucking Ben Davis. Ben Davis annoys me. You should have John Cruck for every broadcast. John Cruck is the man. But anyway, Didi Gregorius gets on an infield <laughs> single because they have the pull on him. So they had your boy Travis Shaw playing third base, but he's in deep shortstop. Tries to dive, can't get it. Didi gets on. Alec Bohm. We mentioned Spencer Howard. The other prospect, the big third baseman, Alec Bohm, 
Comes up. Looked great in the Red Sox series. Hits a double into the power alley in, in right center field. All of a sudden, the Phillies not only had the tying run at the plate, they had the tying run on second base. They bring in a new pitcher. A.J. Cole is the guy's name. J.T. Real Muto, who sat out in the second game, gave him a little break. They bring him in. And J.T. Normally good. Normally good. You know what he does? <laughs> Enlighten me. No, it's actually good. He hits the ball 58 <laughs> feet in between the, the pitcher and the second baseman, or in the first baseman. The ball, the pitcher does the right thing, Greg. Unlike Hector Neris, the pitcher knew to run to first base to cover it. The first baseman gets it and just stands there. He doesn't throw it. JT's on with an infield single. The tying run is at third base. Roman Quinn gets up and fucking strikes out. Yeah, he worked a 2-2 count. It looked like he had this guy. It looked like he had an eye for him. And then a nice, they calling it a slider on Yahoo. It looked like a curveball and a nice little 12-6 drop. Maybe there was a little bit of an angle to it, but whatever. Strikes out. Game over. I scared my dog from me like, fuck. Phillies depressed the shit out of me. It's a terrible day. But it's okay, because you worked out. I did. Actually, I did Peloton right before it, so. Uh. But whoa, it was 7-2 whoa, whoa. when I jumped no on, free yeah, on, on the, uh, you're right, when I when I worked out. It was 7-2, and I was like, all right, yeah, I have, I have time to jump on. I have time to jump on the bike, you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> jump on. Time to jump on the bike, you know. Worked, you know. Had a nice, had a nice day at the office. You know, you know got a little uh, exercise in. Man. You know, I'm ordering some sushi for myself. Ladies out to dinner, having a me night. <laughs> having a me night. I knew I was talking Phillies, to you. Watching the Phillies get roasted. You know, Jordy. Um, the only thing I'll say in the my very first thought, God's honest truth, when when I saw this rant. God's honest truth, my first thought was wasn't Gabe's fault. Greg. Gabe was the scapegoat, not his fault. Greg, I will agree that Matt Klintak could have done a lot of things with the Phillies bullpen. He did not. He should do some things with uh, the contracts with certain players, like JT Romito should sign him. He may not. Problem is they, they gave away all their money. No, they still have a ton guy. of money. Oh, let's not get carried away. A ton of money. Greg, Comcast is right here. They give us they give them a lot every, of money. Every, everyone's trying to stand to the luxury tax. They they sign a guy for a lot of money. And uh Well, they gave a lot of money to Zach Wheeler. That's like where a lot of the money went to. But they could they could sign JT Real Mito, even if it's not Bryce Harper levels of money. They could get him some good some good dough. But Anyway, the Phillies play the, the Braves this weekend in Atlanta. Then they play the Washington Nationals. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Nola's going tomorrow night. Very excited to see Nola come back. But, Greg, it's it was a long week. Tuesday seemed great. But, man, the last two days, tough. I mean... You're three games. Uh, sorry, not you. The Phillies are three games out of their division. So they got kind of, so they that ah fuck. Jokes were and and with the expanded playoff, they are in it. Uh, let's. They're see. in the playoffs. How many teams make the playoffs now? 
Seven. Eight. It's the two uh, two second place teams in a wild card and two wild cards, and they're not close to the second wild card. Yeah, but they're okay. But they're three games out of second place in the NL East. Yeah, and, but for the wild card, Colorado and San Met- Diego have that uh, locked down. Arizona, anyway, yeah. let's go to Red Sox talk because I feel like I was talking forever. Talk to me about the Red Sox, Greg. I, I mean. Same shit, different week, Jordy. Honestly, um, Ben Intendi with the good hair got hurt. He's been out. Um, their starting pitching is not good. Obsolete? No, uh, I would say is non-existent. I think uh, they have one pitcher who's actually a starter, and that's questionable at best. In Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, they had a couple guys make their major league debuts and let up seven runs in the first inning. Um, I think the fact that the Red Sox are scoring 110 runs uh, and letting up 159, having a minus 49 uh, run differential is is huge for them. <laughs> And uh, I guess I'm not the only, the only bright spot was uh, this kid they traded Mookie Betts for had a pretty good pretty good week. Um, to be fair to him, uh, to be fair, to be fair, but uh, it's so hard to root for a team that let's call it what it was, Jordy. Not good. It's so hard to root for a team that, like, you know, when when you when you don't even know the name of the pitcher of of, of who's starting for your team that day, you know, it's hard to be like, all right, let's go. You know, Alex Verdugo, sorry, is the player that that they got Mookie Betts for from the Dodgers. He's the one that had the had the shady pass with the with the two girls in the room and and. The girls beat each other up, and he videotaped it and didn't stop it. And one of them, uh, yeah, I don't know, not a good situation. Uh, anyway, he's has a ten game hitting streak. He's playing a lot more because obviously Ben Tendy's out. But I mean, Rafael Devers, the the young the young third baseman looks really good. Dana Bogarts, I mean, their offense is not their offense is good. Their offense is doing what their offense was supposed to do. Uh, again, the issue is name me name me a pitcher on their team besides. Uh, and I know you have some fancy guys, so it's unfair for you to answer that question objectively. But it's it's just tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. I feel like I'm watching the Sixers pre pre tank. What do you mean? Was that a was that a low blow? You mean during tank? Yeah, sorry. Pre-process. You mean during process? The process was the tanking. I know, but they didn't they didn't announce process until after like the first or second year. Oh, well, Hanky was pretty open about it. <laughs> well, then I stand here corrected. Um, I, I I just don't know what else to say, Jordy. It, it's it's they're the second to worst team in baseball, if not the worst. No, no, definitely not the worst. The the. The Pittsburgh Pirates 
are a thousand percent the worst team in baseball. Uh, the Red Sox are right there. So it's again, why waste podcast time? Hey, you know, people want to hear about our teams. So I hope that the people that wanted to hear Phillies talk enjoyed my rant. You probably feel similar. Cause man, uh, it's a long afternoon, Greg, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we do this for the fans. We survive and podcast and we rant for the fans. Uh, you, you you know you just I worked out as well. Did so you? I went for work, See, yes, and, I'm happy and for I don't you. why the tone of surprise, but the point is that now you're harshing my mellow. Huh. I didn't well, I didn't appreciate the I didn't appreciate the tone of surprise there. <laughs> I never talk about you're you know you're a guy that you 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 like to show it you don't like to you don't like to brag so I should not be surprised you're right. Ugh. Anyway. All right, Greg, let's move on to the weekly awards. We'll start with the hot teams of the week. We'll start in the American League, Greg, your favorite. Who do you got for hot team of the week? Do I have to? I mean, is it that hard? Uh, <laughs> the Houston Astros, Jordy. There you go. Eight? No, that wasn't fuck that hard. You. I'm picking the Tampa Rays. <laughs> Five wins that, in a row. that hard? Five wins in a row. Nine of their last ten. Um, taking over first place from the damn Yankees. and uh, Sweat the Yankees. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good week. Pretty good week. Uh, nine and one and five in a row. Five of the... You could argue Toronto as well, uh, especially after today's debacle. Um, but debacle, Tampa Bay. Debacle, Tampa Bay. Sounds like you said debacle. But uh, yeah, no, Tampa's been awesome. I mean, even going back, going beyond the the nine out of their last ten, they've they they haven't lost a series since the opening weekend against the Orioles when the Orioles were red hot to start the year. Uh, I mean, and they're, they're putting up so many 10 run games, which are close to it, you know, eight, nine run games. And it, it's crazy. Cause this is a team who, you know, we thought we'd see some offense from that. They, they added some good pieces. They made some interesting trades, but they're no more for the, you know, the more strategic way they play the game, playing a little more of a, you know, known small ball type of game. And they're, you know, they're getting it done on, on all different facets of, you know, of play. And, and you got to tip your cap to them of what they're able to do. They're in the middle of the pack home runs wise. Pitching is, is all right in the middle of the road, but they, they have a number of dudes who have played an incredible, incredible, incredible clips, excuse me, that it's, it's fun to see. I mean, Brandon Lowe, Willie Adam is, Austin Meadows, who's, you know, he's played a little bit here and there, been a little little banged up, but, you know, guys that have been great throughout this season, and it's, you know, it's just fun to see. It's kind of like what we were talking about before with uh, with Tatis, of if, if some of these guys can continue on that clip, great, and it'll be awesome to see. Hunter Renfro and Yoshi, they don't have the greatest batting averages, but they have 14, 15 ribbies, so that's, you know, that's great to see. But, you know, if, the, if this clip 
peters out and and they're second place or wherever but who knows i mean you know cliche of the year it's 60 game season anything can happen we talked about going into the year uh the rays were just because the depth they were always going to be the team that pitching in depth that they're always going to be a team that was going to be uh right in the mix for maybe not first place but definitely easily a playoff spot um I think we both had them second in division. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it's it's no surprise to me at least, but uh, maybe to Jordy, who's your hot team of the week? Yeah, so you started with the Astros. I might as well just finish it. Uh, the Astros won eight eight straight, uh, including a pretty convincing sweep of the Colorado Rockies this week. Um, they previously swept the seattle mariners mariners you come to expect mariners aren't having that great of a year even though they're 8 19 um the rockies they, they've been pretty good and they were very good at home um and actually pretty good on the road too but they come into houston lose two close ones they go to colorado and you're wondering what's going to happen and it is classic coors field baseball the astros win 16 to 3 texans over the broncos and then uh 10 8 you know, a couple uh, extra points and a safety. Sorry, I had to make that reference. But um, <laughs> they are getting it done. I mean, their pitching looks pretty great. They had that slow start to the year. Obviously, they've had fights throughout the season. And, you know, as, as things have kind of uh, stabled out, stabilized out since, uh, you know, the brawl in Oakland, they've been nothing but en fuego. And, and I don't know if that means that somebody has to throw at them. I don't know if... Uh, the fact that they're playing the Padres this weekend, if there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, the Fernando Tatis does something to piss off Alex Bregman or something crazy happens, you know, who, who knows? But, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, it, it's kind of crazy that this team, not actually that crazy, but the fact that they're, that they're that hot once again is, uh, I don't know the right word to say of where it is. Well, we talked about a little bit in that this season is almost a perfect scenario for them in that they don't have to deal with fans. They don't, you know, they, they took their, their licks early. You know, they, they took being thrown at, you know, they took for lack of a better word, they took people's best shot. Right. Um, and early. yeah. And this was inevitable right there's just too much talent on this team for them not to figure it out at some point and them not to put last season behind them and the rest of the league to put or the offseason stuff and the rest of the league to put the offseason stuff behind them and then turn around and get over it so uh to me i just feel like it's not not i'm not gonna say about time but it's they got bailed out by no fans and, and almost the perfect uh, perfect way for them to have a little redemption and to, for them to make some noise. I mean, they're two games behind the athletics right now, and there's a realistic shot that they jump Oakland and, and make the playoffs and meet the Yankees in the ALCS, and who knows what could happen. You know, it's it's we're yeah. right back there just because of the, the pitching and, and batting talent that they have. Yeah, not to look too far ahead of ourselves because, uh, you know, we still have 10 to 11 days left in August, but they do finish their season out playing Texas seven times of their final 13 games. So uh, that, that certainly goes 
goes into their favor, and they also play Seattle in three of those games. So, uh, you know, that, that helps. They play Oakland only six more times, which is kind of a bummer just because of how electric that one series was, you know, where uh, quite literally best shots were being thrown. But, you know, they play the Padres this weekend. We'll see how that goes. That might be, uh, you know, some pretty entertaining television. It's going to be on ESPN. So ESPN actually showing some West Coast baseball. That's fun. Then they play the Angels, which, you know, the Angels aren't very good this year, but it would be fun to see. It would be fun to see Trout, Otani, Pujols, Rendon go against uh, you know, some good some good pitching from the, uh, from the Astros. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, <clears throat> I mean – Trout is irrelevant at this point, and Shohei gets hurt every year. But obviously, hitting is still a thing. I Mike really Trout want. Is, Mike I Trout really is want on fire since having a child. That's all I'll say. I mean, he's nowhere on any of the categories. But if I really want to talk about Shohei, and, and like I was so excited for him to actually work as as a both player, and it's too bad the pitching isn't working out because of back to back injuries. But I just, I really wanted him to be able to work out. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure the entire National League wanted him to work out because it's very much a. This is even more of a hey, let's go to straight bolt or straight DH pitcher shouldn't hit type deal. Yeah, I guess so. Of uh, you, you mean like the pitching, the pitchers in the National League? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it is a bummer that he's really, I don't know if regressed is the right word because. Yeah, he's only been in the league for how many years? But yeah, the fact that he's not pitching anymore, he only had the one appearance that he got hurt, right? Pitching two, two appearances. Yeah, he got hurt, but he's uh, yeah, he had Tommy John last year, so it's like back to back years of injuries pitching. So now he's just permanent DH. Sorry. Yeah, which uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird that he's. I mean, he hasn't gotten a hit in four days, and he's gone from floating above the Mendoza line, and now he's batting one eighty one which that really fucking sucks. Um, and that, like, previously he wasn't a batting average guy, but he could hit bombs, and he's not doing right. that. Right, and that's more or less what I'm saying. You, you, know, it's, it's, you hate to see, because this was, I mean, not dice scale over again, but very much, to really tell, but Sim- very much. Very similar story-wise, though. Great first year in the league in 2018, and then right. kind of, a you know, this under-the-radar year last year, because he's hurt half the year. You know, he, plays, he played 100 games, but still. But he was DH. He, he, was he didn't DH, pitch. Yeah. yeah, he didn't um, pitch, which is, apparently is a better pitcher than he is hitter, obviously. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's we, weird we, being on his on his player page because it has like the radio buttons to go pitching, batting, fielding. It's very awesome. weird to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, his first year, in 2018, he pitched 10 starts. He went 4-2, and two, ERA 3.3. Like... You know, that's that's not bad at all. Sixty three strikeouts in fifty one innings. Damn. You know, and this year he only pitched one point two innings. He had three Ks. ERA of thirty seven. Damn. Gotta love math. That's so not that, great. So that's not, should that's be not the, great. Should just be the team the uh the podcast cold team of the week is the the Angels. Yeah. All right, move on. National, National League. League. You go first. I went first. The American League. All right, L.A. Dodgers. Easy Ooh. to pick. Eight and two in their last ten. Uh, you've mentioned your boy Mookie Betts. Don't want to jump the gun, but having an unreal week, uh, and they're they're just getting the job done. They played 
four games against the Mariners this week, went three and two, swept the aforementioned Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of America, which America, North America, that whole joke. Uh, split to the Padres last week. Uh, they're playing the Rockies in L.A. this weekend. Uh, Rockies, I think, starting to regress on the road a little bit as they, you know, they started off so well on the road. But I don't know. The Dodgers are rolling. Mookie's hitting well. Everybody's playing incredible. Bellinger, Muncy, anybody. I mean, Muncy's batting under the Mendoza line, but it's still batting in guys and might be striking out a ton. But Corey Seager's playing really well. Austin Barnes, forgot to mention him, playing incredible. I think he's actually having a pretty good night tonight. Justin Turner, who I feel like since the World Series in 2017, because he got hurt, I feel like we just don't, we like kind of just don't talk about him anymore. A guy, you know, Justin Turner appreciation time. Only has two home runs. 18 ribbies, though. Second on the team behind Mookie. He's doing pretty well for himself. On-base percentage of 370. Got 10 walks. Uh, yeah, 10 walks. Doesn't he, split time? Doesn't he split time with someone? Isn't that why he, like, fell off? No, he got hurt. And then he, because of the plug-and-play that the, that the Dodgers do. But he's been, I mean, he's played in, I think, almost every game this year. Who, who was the third baseman that took over for him that, like, they loved? Uh, you could probably name a handful of Dodgers and the answer might be yes. Um, but so we don't lose ourselves there. I mean, pretty much insert any, any guy there. Chris Taylor is another great example though, of a guy who had this unreal year a couple years ago where he's playing five different positions and then he kind of fell off and he's starts every once in a while and similar here. He's not starting all the time. You know, he, he comparatively to, to a lot of the rest of the team, he you know, has 77 ABs, whereas you know, Mookie is 98, or Bellinger is 101. Um, you know, he, he only has 77 ABs, but you know he's batting 260. So you know the plug and play is is still working for the Dodgers, and we're not even mentioning their pitching, which has been you know it's it, it's been really good, and their bullpen has been outstanding. And I don't know, this is uh this is starting to seem like the Dodgers maybe. Uh, you know, doing the doing Dodger things of pulling away. The the Padres aren't going down quietly, but where second place safely gets in, you know, the Dodgers may uh, separate themselves more. This is, the Dodgers are just going through the roster right now. They are a very like American team. Yeah, I don't really know how to answer that better than than that. You know, I, I guess I guess there's a lot of Latin American players in the league, and that's your that's your point. No, no, they're like non-Latin American players. That's they're right, all... I mean, on the Dodgers, they are. But no, I'm mean... saying they're all they're all like Virginia, Connecticut, California, yeah, yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Arizona, California, North Carolina, Texas, Georgia, California. You know, there's like uh, maybe seven guys in their team total who are not from the United States. Yeah, comparatively to other teams that have a lot of non-U.S. players. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you don't see that in Major League Baseball very often. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying I feel like no, it's, there's an interesting, a, it's there's, an interesting tidbit. Baseball is very diverse in terms of other countries and where everyone's from, so I'm surprised to see a such a American heavy team. Um, anyway, yeah, my hot team of the week. Are you done with the Dodgers? Yeah. My hot team of the week, Jordy. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. Yeah, that's a good pick. And here's why. I'm talking about this week that we're currently in. Right now, they beat the Rangers 
three games in a row. They're winning right now. It could be four in a row. That'd be four of the last five. Uh, this week, that'd be a perfect record this week. Um, and amidst the Tatis drama, what have they done? Won baseball games. Still beat the shit out of the Rangers. Is yeah. the correct answer. Right. And still and still won baseball games. Still, you know, they put up six, 14 the first night, six and six the next night. And now five, they have five right now. And it's only the sixth inning. But the point is that they took their, you know, they just kept going, right? And Machado had a walk-off grand slam last night, which I feel like is never seen or heard of. Bryce Harper last year. Great call. From uh, I mean, the aforementioned duo of Tom McCarthy and John Crook. So. <laughs> anyway, continue on with the Padres. So, I mean, a team that we talked about coming in that, that has some juice and some buzz and some zip that this was the everyone's favorite team to pick as, as a just-for-fun team and, and so far proving right. We'll see if they can keep it up. Obviously, no one's catching the Dodgers in that division, but if they can hold on to that second-place spot, and right now it looks like that's potentially the wild cards coming from the West, but it's too early to tell that. But if they can hold on to that number two spot, I think there's a legit chance we see them in the playoffs. So here are a couple fun things about the Dodgers, or about the Padres. So they are... 17th in Major League Baseball on batting average. But, Greg, do you know why they're 6th in Major League Baseball in runs scored? And it's not just because they're 2nd in home runs. Um, I do not know, Jordy. It's because me. they walk a ton. And mm. not even when they draw walks, they work counts. There was a stat a couple weeks into the season of the average number of pitches that they were getting starting pitchers to throw comparatively to the, to the innings that they had. And I'm paraphrasing the, the stat here, but it was basically, they were getting guys into the seventies, eighties, nineties in like the fifth inning and getting starters out quick. And that was part of what got them off to such a hot start. Now, granted they slowed down a little bit. They've reheated up on the heels of the Machado or of the, uh, Tatis, uh, excuse me, the Tatis, you know, slamming of the of the Rangers, where we didn't forgot to mention the next day he steals third base when they're up six nothing, and they ended up winning six four. So good for you stealing fucking third base. But anyway, they're getting on base, they're doing the right thing and getting guys around with runners in scoring position. They're second in home runs. Fernando Tatis has twelve of them. Will Myers has six. Machado has six. They're getting a lot of power, not just from these main guys though. They have a couple guys with four. Yerkson Profar, a guy who I feel like I talk about almost every year, but he plays on a billion different teams. He was with the Rangers three years ago. He was with the A's for a little bit. Now he's with the Dodgers or with the Padres. I keep fucking up the names. Um, but then we look over to their pitching. Their pitching staff is eh. They let up a ton of home runs. Their mm-hmm. staff ERA is middle of the road. But the back end of their bullpen, despite Kirby Yates having a pretty terrible year, has been awesome. Your old boy, Greg, Drew Pomerantz. Zero ERA this year in 10 appearances. No earned runs allowed. No runs. He's now become their closer because Kirby Yates has gotten hurt. He had five holds before he took over the, the closer role. He has four saves right now. We're not going to – don't want to jump the gun on, on a bullpen guy of the week, but he, you know he throws himself up there for bullpen guy of the month. 
and that that's what this team is doing. The guy that I that I formerly called Denelson, Denelson Lament, he's had himself a great start to this year. I think he uh, they're currently winning five two, so he would get another win tonight if they hold on to it. And assuming that he pitched five innings, but great, you know he's looking great, and and this team is slowly but surely putting it together. And even with guys that aren't pitching the lights out, they're able to figure it out. And and it just looks like they have a lot of fun playing together as a team. So that's a good point that you bring up. Yes, I agree. Definitely the young, energetic, fun, exciting team. They definitely need pitching help. And that's the point I want to talk about here is the trade deadline. How realistic I – mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but how willing our team is going to be to actually sell if everyone's kind of in it, right? Yeah, that that's kind of my question to you. So we've seen some rumors for different players – like, are, should we buy into these? Like, there's stuff being thrown around about, like, Bogarts and stuff like that. Is that, is that to be believed, or is that just feeding the fodder to try to get talking heads moving? I mean, Bogarts is a Scott Boris client, right? And 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 he is going to need to get paid at some point. Uh, he's got, you've got a pretty good deal now, but he's a really good player that everyone in Boston loves him. But if, I don't know, they got rid of Mookie and, they, and that's the only asset that they have because he's, he's I, I guess, the oldest, best player they have besides Martinez, who's just a DH guy, but he's the oldest of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oldest guy that still has a contract coming up, I should say, versus a guy like Ben Attendi, who's 23, and Verdugo, who's 20-whatever, and, and uh, Devers, who's 21. But the Red Sox, I mean, they need something. They're, I would I would love them to be sellers, but I don't think they're going to get any. They need pitching help, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think this is a one-year fix, so I don't know. I think the Red Sox know they're out of it. I think they know they're not making it. Um, and I could be eating my words in, in three weeks if somehow they find some pitching somewhere. But um, – I still don't know if that's enough for them to trade a guy like Xander for for young pitching that may never come. Yeah, for sure. So kind of going back to the question you asked, do you think like what like do we think that anybody's actually gonna make any sort of move because it's such a short year, because everybody's kind of in it? This is the question that we've brought up before when there used to be the two trade deadlines, the regular one and the waiver one, of teams were were a little more hesitant to do it on July 31st because they had up until August 31st to do something like that. You know, we saw the Astros do it to acquire Justin Verlander in 2017. So to answer your question, I feel like we're going to see a lot less trades than, than are getting thrown around just for that fact in and of itself, that so many teams are closer to being in the conversation of playoffs and getting that big, that big payday. Like, I don't know if if the Pirates, who only have oh so many wins, if they're going to be like, oh, does anybody want Josh Bell? Well, you know, we'll, you know, we want something and, and they trade him for a discount. I don't really know what the, you know, what sellers are thinking there because I feel like it's such a, a you know, it, it, I feel like to be a seller, you have to take kind of a discount because teams aren't going to be willing to, to part with any highly touted assets and probably not even any, for lack of better ranking, any B-level prospect either 
Exactly. And and for such a wonky year as it is, like, you know, you, you're where you are now. A lot, I'm sure a lot of teams are playing a lot of young guys anyway just because the expanded rosters and they can do it. Um, so it's almost like why not, you know, whatever you're you're already it's already a shortened season you know it's not like you need to you're not bringing up prospects you're not protecting blah blah blah. i feel like it has to be an above and beyond deal or offer for for a team to make a move because of the fact it's a shortened season wonky year like it's it's hard to judge i think i personally think it's hard to judge players off this year like their stats in a negative way, especially pitching or because you just don't have the ramp up time, right? You don't have the, there's just, you need that for whatever reason. Apparently it looks like you need spring training. You need that time to get your pitching, your arm, whatever up to speed. So I think the runs, I don't know. I feel like it's so rampant too with pitching staffs of like, there's probably a sense of like, not a sense of urgency, but a, a sense of chaos of, because there's so many double headers, because there's so many less days off of like mm. guys having these weird schedules of when they're going to pitch who's even on the staff and who's available because they have the taxi squads that are available for away games and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like there's that aspect too. I feel like offensively right. though, I feel like we're saying like, Oh, pitchers are, are at this disadvantage, but batting wise, I feel like we're going to think, you know, whatever batting average comes out, whether it's whether Charlie Blackman stays at 400 or whatever happens, I feel like we're going to like still think like, oh, remember he hit this many home runs. That would have been that many if it was 162 games. So I feel like. Right. But again, that, like, like yeah. a, guy, a, a guy like Charlie Blackman, let's say he ends up 400. Does it really count as the first guy to finish the season at 400 since Ted Williams? I don't think it does, but like, I think the fact that like he's able to sustain it over 60 games, you know, smarter minds than us are going to figure out a way to say, oh, he was able to do that over 60 games, so let's figure out, you know, how does he come back from it the next year and yada, yada, yada. And, like, if they want to trade for him and they want to give him money or, or whatever the deal is, you know, I feel like they're going to find a, a way to incorporate that into whatever financial model they want to use to figure out what the right the right dollar figure is for him. Yeah, fair. All right, let's hop into players because uh, I am starting to fade. Okay, do you want to just do you want to just jump then, skip the players of the week, and jump to the fantasy draft? Um, sure. All right, let's do that because we we talked about a lot of the the top players of the week. We didn't really cover pitching, but we we I'm sure we can. I'm sure that people are okay with that. We'll go into the the fantasy draft. We'll kick off with pitchers. Greg, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Mm, since I won, you can go first. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever determined that. But all right, I'll take it. I'm going to go with Dustin May of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Guy with incredible hair, Greg. And an even better running. I don't know if you you call it a fastball. Have you seen this guy pitch, Dustin May of the Dodgers? No. Uh, You got to look it up. His pitches are so hard and so fast, and they zip at you. They're incredible to watch. And, yeah, I'm, I'm taking him. They're playing the Rockies this weekend. He's scheduled to start on Saturday night. Um, going with him, going with Dustin May first and foremost. All right. I, Jordy, I like it. You know who I'm going with? Tell me. You really want to know? 
Fire away. You Darvish from the Chicago Cubs. Love it. Had a really had a really good week this week. Two wins uh, and only let up two runs. Um, eighteen strikeouts and two appearances. I think he's gonna. This is a, this is a pitcher that when he gets hot, he stays hot, right? And and he Love did it. it. Yeah, he's done it. Is versus his whole time uh, in the majors, and I think uh, I think he keeps it going for this week, and I think I win again. All right, reliever, who do you got? Ooh, that is a. Did we decide we're doing saves? Like, do we decide how we're doing this, or is it, or is it any reliever? I think we decided any reliever, but I feel like saves and holds are, the, are what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um. I think I picked Liam Hendricks from Oakland last time, so I can't pick him again. So I'm gonna go. You know what, Jordy? What's up? I'm going to go Kenley Jansen. All right, Dodgers. that's a good pick. I was looking at him. Thank you. Yeah, Dodgers love closer. Um, So it's me. I am, since you took him, I'm going to go. I don't know if he'll really get a lot of opportunities to start the week because the Brewers are playing the Pirates this weekend. Uh, but they play the Reds, which could actually be pretty entertaining. So I'm going to go with Josh Hader. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot, Jordy. Yeah, you know, uh, I think, like I said, I, I feel like the the, but then again, the the Brewers pitching is not the greatest either. So it, it could be, you know, these could be some high scoring games. You know, it could be uh, could be entertaining. But it's up to me now for first base. And Greg, oh, you're not going with catcher in the number one position? Oh, you're right. It is catcher. Oh. Um, all right. So what I've been doing, if you haven't noticed, uh, so I pick, I'm pitching, I'm picking against the league that I did the last time. So I went Blake Snell, American League, Zach Britton, American League. Last two weeks ago, I picked an American League catcher, Yasmani Grandal. So I'm going to go with an NL guy. Now, part of me wants to go with JT. Best catcher in baseball. But the Phillies are playing the Braves. Then they play the Nationals. Good pitching. Well, the Braves pitching is pretty shitty. But I am going to go with the Braves catcher. I'm going to go with Travis Darno, Guy who's battled his way to get that starting job. Uh, in a wonky year for the Atlanta Braves with catchers. But I'm going to go with Darno. Awesome. I think I went Christian Vasquez last time. You did. Um, so this time... So that's American League, so I too will venture my little self into the National League. And hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what, Jordy? What do you got? I'm a, after you you describing JT JT's little fifty fifty five fifty four foot squibbler with a guy in second and couldn't score something like a little squibbler to get to get the get the rbis going uh granted he's leading all catchers in rbis but i'm taking jt love it i love it i hope you're right on there hoping i reverse jinxed myself by not taking him thank you and and you know if i take him he'll be good so 
You're good. Can yeah, you remind yeah. me who I took for first base last week so I know how to go to the opposite division uh, this week? I do not have yours in front of me. Let me see if Rude. I can get it. Rude. All right. Um, just fire away. You know, and I'll let you know. Just tell me. I don't. I don't. I literally. I'm pulling it up now. I don't. I feel like it. I. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Mitch Moreland. Okay. Uh, I feel like I did him last time, but he's having a great year. Granted, they only play him against uh, every other day, ready pitching. I think I picked Hosmer. I think I went Hosmer from San Diego. So I think I'm. I think I'm right on there. I think I'm allowed to go American League. That sounds so. right. You 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 love yourself, Smear Cosmer. So yeah, I'm gonna go Mitch Moreland. 364 batting average so far. Jordy, what do you got? Yeah, so I um I would go Pete Alonzo, but we don't know what the mm. hell's gonna happen with the Mets. Um mm. but I'm gonna go hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. For first baseman. And we don't know what's happening with the Marlins either. Uh, I don't want to go two Braves in a row. I did have an American League guy last time. I had Miguel Sano. Um, I'm going to have to... You know, I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to go American League. I'm going to pick... I'm going to go with Brandon Lowe from uh, from Tampa Bay. I know he, he can play a number of different positions. Kind of cheating a little bit by getting him at first. But uh, I'm going to take him. I like it. Uh... Another one I would have gone with if I would do is Gurel, Yuri Gurel from Houston. Yeah, that's a solid one. All right. Uh, Jordy, I believe it's your choice for second base. No, uh, I just went two in a row. You picked a second oh, base. Oh, no, you're right. I didn't. I forgot to write out Mitch Moreland for you. I'm sorry. Um, second base for me, I... Hmm. The last time I went with DJ LeMayhew, so i got to go back to the NL. Wow, I went AL heavy last time. Um, it's a better league. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I am going to go... Hmm. I am going to go with... Ew, this is tough. Uh, let's go Daniel Murphy. With the Colorado Rockies, and Murph, and hope that uh, I'm pretty sure he's a first baseman, but I'll let I'll let it slide. He's another guy that can play a number of different bases, a number of different positions. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I know he's had kind of a wonky year. Um, but if you want, I can just have Brandon Lowe as my first baseman and take it as my second baseman and take a different first baseman. It's okay. No, let's do that. He Brandon Lowe will be my second baseman. And I'll do. Uh, I'll take Hosmer for first base. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna go Biggio. Calvin Biggio. Oh, that's a great pick. He, uh, you know, I didn't give any positives to the Blue Jays. Yeah, they played a great game. Great job on coming back. <laughs> Biggio, big part of it. Great hit in big both guy. games. He had some big, some big, uh, some big abs. I like it. I like it. Um... Thank you, Jordy. Now my shortstop. Uh, you know what? It's so tempting. It's so tempting. Tell me you're not tempted right now. What to go the to go with the guy? The guy. I mean, if you uh, have the first pick for shortstops. If you're not taking so him, tempting. I am. So tempting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go 
I'm gonna go Dansby Swanson. Oh wow, he's had a, he's actually had himself a very good week. Uh, I would have thought you may have gone with a an American League guy who's had an unreal week. I think he's had like I'm gonna go complete over exaggeration here. Feels like he's had a hundred home runs. That guy being Tim Anderson, who I'm not picking because I had an American League guy at shortstop last time. So I'm going with Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, just hoping this guy stays red, blue, green. I don't think green's a fire color. White hot. And he just continues to tear it up. Love this fucking guy. Get me. Keeps me in first place in my one big money fantasy league. Fucking love it. Uh, but third base to me. Uh, yeah, let's see. So last time I went with Jared, I went with, fuck, I went with Nolan Arenado. That's the, uh, that's the stock pick for Jordy. Favorite third baseman. Uh, so that being said, I'll go American League. Um, I'm going to go Matt Chapman, Oakland A's. Chapman, Nogeman. What's the A's? All right. They're playing. Let's see. The A's. I like it. They're playing the Angels. We already just talked about how their pitching staff is atrocious. And then, uh, oh, they're playing the Rangers. Yeah. Sign it up. Matt Chapman. I like it. Um. Oh, God. You know, Jordy? What do you got? Just for you, Justin Turner. Love it. The appreciation. <laughs> Way to circle it back. It's like we both just worked out. Uh, or must have. Must have. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, aren't I? Not at all. Not, nothing at all. All right. Nothing uh, at all. My pick for what position? Uh, left field. All right. Xander Bogarts just drove in another run. He had a home run already and just knocked in another one. Live look, the Red Sox. Uh, I'm going to go with left field. Left field. There's a guy that I feel like you're going to take. And if you don't take him, I'm going to take him just to show you that you should have taken him. I take Juan Soto. Interesting, but solid pick. We talked about how they're playing the Phillies, and the Phillies pitching staff is horrible. <laughs> exactly uh, in I'm that just, little in that little league ballpark they play in. Uh, I think that game's going to be in Washington, but uh, yeah, Washington is a little league ballpark. Ah, okay. So does Philadelphia. The whole league does. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Shea, 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 Shea Stadium is is very is a is a pitcher's ballpark for sure. Shea Stadium is no longer around. I know. Whatever whatever it's called now, City Field. Were you with us in high school when we went there on Mountain Day? Uh, no. That was a good time. We like we sat all the way in the top top area because do you ever go to Shea? It had yes. fucking like they had the seven the seven layers. Yes, um, the seven line crew. And we were all the way up we where it's the no alcohol zone because it's too fucking high up. But we figured out a way to sneak our way down. I think they might have even been playing the Nationals. But we figured out a way to sneak down, and we got like ended up by the seventh or eighth inning having these six seats on the third baseline. They were awesome. And we were like sitting behind like luxury boxes. So we like they had 
two TVs, one with like network television, the other with a game on. So we're like peeking over the railing, watching whatever TV, seeing them with their fucking spread out. Good times. Uh, but for me, you went Juan Soto. Greg, we were talking about him offline. And I don't see how you didn't take him. So I'm going to have to take him oh for you. Oh, my God. Mitch yeah. Moreland. Mitch Moreland, my pick. Mitch Moreland, my pick, just hit a three-run home run. Thank God I've got him in before this. So this this game counts for our stats. Sorry, ah, go ahead. Ha, 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 ha. All right. I'm taking Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the 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 Dodgers are playing the Giants. We talked about that. That's next week. Giants this weekend, though, they're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have been okay, but, you know, we hope that the, the home confides of uh, AT&T Park really help out the team, you know, good vibes th- thrown their way. Um, so it's my way to center field, and I am going to go – what do I got to go with from last, from last week? I went with uh, Charlie Blackman, so I got to go American League. Let's pull it up. And I'm going to go... Oh, great pick by me going Charlie Blackman, first and foremost. Um, I'm going to you know ride the ride the hot hand. I'm going... We didn't mention this guy, but Anthony Santander of the Baltimore Orioles. Guy, Greg, batting 299 in 24 games. Nine homers, including a ton this week, and 25 RBI. Great week. Hope he stays hot. Bingo, bango, bongo. I like it, Jordy. Great pick. Great. Well, good pick, I should say. Um, you know, I'm going to go Springer. Having a terrible year, but the team's hot. I feel like he's going to follow suit. Yeah, you feel like once the runs start flowing that it, that everybody's going to get involved. Trickle-down effect. Yeah. Everybody hits. Woohoo! Um. Yeah, I love it. And he he was rattled the last couple of weeks because of Kelly, but that seemed to be dying down. So <laughs> uh, now with right field, since I somehow worked this out perfectly, um, I'm gonna take. I mean, do I have to say it, or can you just assign it to me automatically? I mean, just say it for the fans. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. Tell. Them. Jordy, do you remember what his his real first name is? Um, Lynn Marcus. Marcus Lynn. Marcus Lynn. Damn it. Marcus Lynn Betts. Mookie Betts. Yeah, but I knew that. I knew it. You I did. Remembered, you did. Greg. You did. That was Aren't a great. Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Great memory. <laughs> great memory. All right. So last time I went with Bryce Harper in the Jared in the Jared episode. So uh, I got to go American League. Uh huh. Man, uh, I'm going to stick with the A's. I'm going to go Mark Kahana, a guy who, you know, plays both corners of the outfield. Um, So I'm kind of cheating because he sometimes plays left field. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him, stick with it. I talked about who the A's are playing. Guy can normally hit some dingers. He has uh, 17 ribbies on the year. You know, an Oakland A's team that's doing pretty well. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to take him and and run with it. If people really want to be that upset that I took – a traditional left fielder. Whatever. They do it in the All-Star game all the time. I mean, you've been picking guys who play seven positions all night, so why stop now? But I'm glad. Good choice. Yeah. Solid team, Jordy. Your, I appreciate you being happy for me. Are we not doing a utility? Are we, are we bagging oh, we can the utility do that. position? No, yeah, we could do it. Uh, so we still need to fig- we need to establish this because Jared was very 
he was, you know, not upset. He wasn't offended, but he was a little, he wanted some clarification on if it should be a DH or should it just be best guy available? You know, what do we think? We need to hammer this out. Well, I feel like there's maybe 10 guys total who are day in day the ages. And, like, you know, you look at all these websites and Martinez is not listed as a DH even though he literally plays it 9 out of 10 games, if not 10 out of 10. Sure. So I feel like maybe we should just do best available. All right. In that case. And how about this? How about this? This is, this is your insurance player, right? So if you're on the fence about a particular position, like – Let's say I didn't, I wasn't, I, I'm not confident in my relief pitcher or starting pitcher. I could, this pick, I could take a second relief or a second starter, and whichever one's better, that's what it counts for. Oh, awesome. I like that idea a lot. Right. So, if, or if I'm not confident in Mookie, I take yeah, another. Yeah, the honorable, I take it's basically another, your honorable mention. No, I take another right fielder, and whichever one does better, Mookie or my, or my whatever pick, that's the one that. So I'm glad you said that because I'm going to take a guy who's been cold recently. So I'm hoping water's going to find its level because his team is playing the dog shit Kansas City Royals over the weekend who are actually 10 and 15, but their pitching staff is atrocious. And then this team, Greg, goes out to Cleveland who actually has very good pitching, especially at home. And he'd be scheduled to face off with the Beebs on Wednesday night, Shane Bieber. But I'm going with Max Kepler, who, hmm. Greg, have I pointed this out on the podcast that it confuses the shit out of me that there are two German athletes in the United States currently, Maxi Kleber in the NBA and Max Kepler. Confuse the shit out of me. Uh, I have not heard on the podcast, but uh, I like it. Um, glad, Jordy, my confusion, good... uh, glad you Stays... enjoy my confusion. Stays in your head. Um, no, good pick. I'm gonna since I have little confidence in Springer, my center fielder. I'm gonna go Sterling Marte, which is more the safe pick, just in case Springer doesn't work out for me. No, I like it. Um, you know, no Mike Trout this week, so. I mean, if anyone picks Mike Trout, that's a joke of a pick. Anyway, just end the show. Greg, Greg the, walks out. The flame. The Flames are already up to nothing. Uh, are they really? Yeah. Let's go, baby. Woo! Capitals are out, so now uh, three of the f- three of the four matchups are determined. Flyers, uh, you know, hopefully get things done Friday night. Shorty was a fly. Okay, so you had a question to ask me. Oh, we were just gonna. We we're. I was. You already mentioned the the Steelers, Patriots rivalry in the the Pittsburgh people's brains, but not you guys don't give a shit about Pittsburgh, right? I wouldn't say we don't give a shit. No, but it's 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 similar in the in the mind of Sixers and Sixers and Celtics of like they care a lot more than you guys are kind of like yeah whatever. Well, it's not whatever, but there's a bigger rival, right? It's like it's the uh, three nothing. Oh my god! Who has Take all the goals? Out. Who have all the goals? Take them out. Gaudreau has one. Let's Anderson go. just got that one. Anderson, Anderson just got that one. I, I forget to score the first one. Oh my god. Oh, Greg. Put... Oh, oh, if your thing counts and my th- thing counts, Eric Hosmer had a grand salami tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Nice. Bullpen start bump. Big star for both of us. Big start. Big start. <laughs> big start the, to the week. 
literally, literally the words came out of my mouth, and Mitch Moreland hit a home run, and then literally Hosmer came out of your mouth, and he hits a yeah. grand slam. So, oh yeah, Goudreau shot on goal. He's my captain tonight on DraftKings or on yeah, Daily scored, Fantasy. He scored a Bergeron goal from behind the net. He, I think he might have gotten that assist too on this last one. Well, he's on the ice. I don't know if he got an assist. It's definitely yeah, so, a plus. So a we're plus. gonna do we're gonna do a hockey um, second round preview. Hopefully but, the Flames are still in because I I do thoroughly enjoy that team. But Pittsburgh Pittsburgh to me, um, the Steelers, yeah, very very tough, challenging um, team for sure. But they well, it's, not like the, it's not like the Jets. Like it's not when that you see them well, again, on the schedule. It's the same thing. There's a bigger fish to fry, right? It's the same. It's the same thing with it's the same thing with the 76ers. Like we had the the Celtics. Had, the Celtics yeah, had the exactly. Lakers, that that they, that's. You said exactly what I needed you to hear. Yeah, um, bigger the, rivals, and 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 Pittsburgh hates. I mean, the Steelers hate Patriots because, I mean, they Patriots shouldn't because, win. yeah, but they shouldn't because, I mean, they I guess the, who knows? They have well, the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But who knows how many they would have won with Big Ben if if it weren't for the Patriots? But you could say that about every. You could say about Peyton. You could say that about every team in the AFC. Um, so realistically, it's hard. It's hard to do that in football. Because every team hates the Patriots, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, like you said, the Patriots have the Jets, they have the Giants, they have other true rivals that they very much. Yeah, there's a bunch of those, though. It's kind of the point. Um, like Penn right. State really hates Michigan, but Michigan like doesn't care at all about Penn State. Right. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State. Michigan yeah. State hates Michigan, but it's really Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The same, same Michigan State. There. Michigan State wants to be relevant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, for sure. Did Third and Girl have any comments about my uh, my rebut to her rebut? Um, you need to remind me of what your rebut to her rebut was. That the Seventy Sixers are not the Celtics. Don't consider the Seventy Sixers a oh, big rival. And, uh... and then no, and then she was like, "Oh, you must not be a real, real fan." And then I was like, "Well, actually, we said bigger fish to fry. Like the Seventy Sixers." You know, just because they well, just because they play just because they play each other tough, just because it's a tough series, doesn't mean like the 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 Celtics were getting in fights with every single team. Like there wasn't a team they weren't fighting. So Emily currently is is more concerned with clearing house with the Seventy Sixers. So uh, you'll have to ask her again in however many months. Uh feel bad the process. Uh, is Kachuk hurt? Why isn't he playing? Yeah, he's hurt. He's a little banged up. He hasn't Forget- played the last three nights. Yeah, he hasn't played the last couple games. What happened? I don't know. It's not like a, it's not like a Bennington situation where they just yanked him for St. Louis. So Hudobin let up three goals, and they 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 don't Bishop's not dressed, so they 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 have a, this this uh, super young kid Ottinger who was at BU last year or two years ago. So they're just not putting him in the game, and they're keeping Hudobin in. So, opening, he writes the ship. I, I guess I don't know. I guess they don't want to. How put much time the, is left in the put, first period? Like ten minutes, eleven minutes, twelve minutes. Jesus, it's a shit pumping. Dude, it was it was it was three goals, and there was still fifteen minutes left in the first period. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah that's a. Is there a timeout called at least? Yeah, they called a timeout. That's but. good. That's good. The old Laviolette timeout. <laughs> After three, yeah, worst lead in hockey. Yeah. Um, Jordy, any other submissions from the fans this week? Anything? Uh... No, I forgot to put up a questions post. But normally I do in the bullpen part, bullpen cart Facebook group, and you know we love getting the fans' questions. And 
you know, getting submissions, getting your thoughts, ideas, all that sort of stuff. Um, again, I hope you guys appreciate that, uh, you know, the rants at the beginning. We do that for the fans because that was a fan submission that they wanted to hear more. We wanted to hear the Phillies and the Phillies talk, Red Sox talk, any team talk right at the beginning of the, of the podcast. So we hear your ideas. We listen to them. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you listening. Hmm. I wonder if we should change that because people want to hear it put at the end make them stay. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a fine thought, but you and I usually come up with some crazy tinfoil hat plans at the end. So I'd rather hear their thoughts on the on the crazy tinfoil hat plans. Great. <laughs> Lucci just bodied someone right into uh, Hudobin. Got a penalty for it. Classic. Um, anyway. Yeah, Jordy, uh, great pod, or good pod. Um, I Not thought great. you brought, no, no, it started out awesome. I just <laughs> started out great. I felt like I faded personally at the end. So I feel like all in all. All right. Just, everybody that's still listening, tweet at Greg or post in the Facebook group that you love Greg and you thought he did a great job. I don't need praise. I just, I'm just telling you. Classical cross out, guy. We started out great. Started out great, and because we worked out today, you ha- <laughs> <laughs> you have the energy. Because uh, I worked out today. So did I? Huh? Twice. Oh, double duty. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like, no, only once. But the second time, the second time was like a hour walk. I mean, it's quarantine, so you have to you just walk around outside for an hour with a mask on because you have nothing else to do. Yeah, or just go play golf. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I did that earlier, but or Tuesday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, with that said, Jordy, let me GP. ask you a question. All right. So we were talking about you know I was like oh do you really ride or die with your teams? Oh, there's ten minutes left in the, in the period now. I was like do you really ride or die with your teams and and does it really matter? Blah blah blah. And I was going to say, because it makes you feel any better, the Philadelphia Union tied with the New England Revolution. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Ooh. So I, there you go. See, I, I instantly turned your mood around. Yeah. On, but you came out with, I worked out today. <laughs> and my joke was immediately, I didn't need to say it because it just, your answer fit perfectly into <laughs> That was the joke was the tie, the nil-nil tie. <laughs> the nil-nil tie between the Revolution <laughs> and the Union. Uh, Still 0-5-1 oh, oh, in the last two days. Dallas just scored 3-1 to one on the power play. Oh, man. Um, sure. Yeah, you should be watching. No, but that was that was uh, that, that was that was going to be my, 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 my not even joke, but that was going to be what was going to turn you around. Yeah, try to turn me around, but that was, but it turns I turned out, you around. Turns out, turn yourself around. I love it. Uh, Hishkinen, dude, he's nasty. He is nasty, dude. What a chef in the point. He, um, how many years does he have left at Dallas? Do you have any idea? No. Yeah, I don't either. We this expansion, though, this expansion is going to be this. this it's going to be this, wild. This expansion team, we were talking about it a little bit, but they may not have Flurry, Mark Andre Flurry, but there's some, there's some, there's a lot of. Goalies, there's a lot of defensemen. I don't know if they'll get as, as good scoring talent as they got, but if you're the Bruins, right? Yeah. 
you know, you have just offensively, let's say you can only keep seven forwards, right? Are you keeping Krejci? Are you, are you putting a lock on, I feel like Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, right? DeBrus cause he's young coil. Cause he's like a Mr. Bruin, you know, and then are you really keeping Krejci? He's 40, something, 30, something. And, and, old line center, but then you turn around and look at the lightning and, and Florida, are they really going to keep all these, these contracts and these high end players? I want to know who's going to get fleeced like Florida did by Vegas. Mm. I mean, look at Philly. They have so much young talent. Yeah. They don't, they don't have the youth, the automatic block like they did a couple years ago. That is a, because, that is because those guys are older. Yeah. Cause they're so, older. So Philly, Philly's going to lose some top, Top guy, like I mean, there was a really good art article in the Athletic that that had like projections of it, and obviously they couldn't do guys who were UFAs or anything like that, and they assumed RFAs stayed. Which Heiskanen's in his second year with in, with the uh, with the Stars, so he would he's there for another year, and then he's an RFA in 2021 if they don't extend him. Um, but back to the back to the point, uh, the article had JVR being the expansion pick for uh, nice. for the Flyers, which. I mean, it would suck. They, I, I liked his. You know, I've, I've always liked JVR. I was bummed when they traded him, and I was happy when he re-signed with the team after you know a couple years out in Toronto. But they've scratched him in the playoffs. It does not seem either he and AV don't get along, or AV wants to give these young guys like Bunneman a shot, and and he's been doing that a ton. Raffle's been healthy, which has helped too. Um, I mean, it's not even that he's he's slow, so he yeah it, he's not yeah he's not he's not as quick as he used to be, but he's still Canadian, his hands are. This Canadian team is just so fast, so it's like you can't. Yeah, it, his hands are still pretty good. He can make some pretty nice passes, but to your point, they're so quick and they're so they're so disciplined. I think that's the biggest thing the Flyers have run into. Which is we'll talk about this in a hockey podcast, but it's concerning for the the future rounds. And I still feel pretty safe, especially now how the Bruins responded to Tuca leaving the bubble. I still feel very confident in Aval not. Barry, but I still feel confident in Avalanche and Bruins and, and the uh, the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I think I had Vegas, Vegas, Boston. Yeah, it's either I feel like it's either Vegas or Colorado. I feel like it's hard to think that whoever faces either of those teams in the next round really pull out an upset for how good both of them looked in the first round. Who's that going to be? Like, is is the West like wide open in terms of what the next matchups are going to be? So it depends on who wins this um, this series, the Calgary-Dallas yeah. series. If Calgary wins, they play Vegas. And if Dallas wins, then they play Colorado. And the other series just waits. It's like the NFL wildcard weekend. It all depends on the 3-6 game. Uh, if you're the Blues, are you playing Bennington, who has sucked all year? Or are you playing uh, whatever the fuck, uh, Allen? Jake the Snake. Jake Allen, who's won you two out of the last three. Yeah, I, I think you ride you ride J, uh, Jake Allen. I mean, Jake the Snake had been pretty good. Wasn't he banged up, and that's why Bennington got his shot with the Blues last year? Yeah, I mean, I think you're that's not wrong. why. I don't think he was. Yeah. I don't think he was playing shitty. I mean, granted, yeah. the team was really bad, but like, I think he was hurt. I think it was like the Flyers who had a billion injuries. They're finally mm-hmm. like this dude that they loaned out in the AHL. Let's bring him up, and lo and behold. So, so who's the one seed? Avs are the one seed? No, the Golden Knights are the one seed. Knights, Avs. So the one, two are in. So really, well, it's both these series. Yeah. That's, no, it's only this one, the, the Dallas-Calgary. It's like, it's exactly like the wild card. The one and twos are already through. 
This time they had to win, but in the NFL they have a, they have a bye. So this year, if it doesn't matter if if Vancouver closes out St. Louis tomorrow, it only depends on if Calgary. It depends if Calgary wins, Vancouver plays Colorado. But if Dallas wins, Vancouver or St. Louis, if St. Louis comes back, plays Vegas. That because mm. because Dallas is the highest possible seed and Calgary's the lowest possible seed. Right, but if St. Louis wins, it doesn't matter. Uh, it does matter if Calgary wins. It ma- nope. Calgary's the lowest seed. St. Louis is the four. Right. So St. Louis would play Colorado versus if Dallas wins. And... St. Louis plays Vegas. Right. So it depends on, on Calgary, Dallas. Oh, shit. Uh... Or, you know. Anyway, Washington Capitals lost tonight. And Greg, uh, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit offline, uh, but. The Capitals going out with a pretty quiet whimper. Ovi had a good game four, but... uh, I mean, TJ Oshie, he's going to be a guy that's going to be on the block. Has to be. He had an unreal first game, and then they blew that lead. And it was, I don't know, it was just gangbusters for the Islanders from there. I feel like like the Capitals are not a team that is built for a midseason restart. Yeah, they definitely... Well, even before the pause, though... Because they were buzzing for a while. Then when the calendar flipped, they stalled for a little bit. And then they went on. All three teams that came out of the, the Metro, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals, all did their West Coast trips at different points in 2020. And all of them stunk on them. So it's hard to say that with Washington. But at least Pittsburgh did it right before the pause. So they, they never had an opportunity before losing to Montreal to come out of it. The Flyers came out of it really well. And everybody knows the story. Washington didn't really. They were still very shaky in the late part of February and the start of March, which is why like the flyers and in, in capitals were, you know, a point away from each other. I don't, yeah, it's so I think you're right that they like, when they got hit with some adversity, they didn't know how to respond. And with the pause and having a lot of questions there, I don't know. I thought the team could really get it going. I thought, you know, similar to the Bruins, if they could turn it on with a snap and, and, but guys, uh, guys stalled out. Different guys were banged up. It's really bummed Carlson didn't do more. He was a guy that I thought could have really matched up with some of those guys in the Islanders. Well, maybe he just had his hands full trying to slow down the guys like a Barzal or something. Kovalchuk. Yeah, Kovalchuk. Well, no, Kovalchuk's on uh on the Capitals, but he. Uh, I mean, that's, that, what, that's something. Saying, that's something. No, if Capitals? you're talking about like we're guys talking about the Capitals, can't... we're talking about the Capitals. Yeah, I'm saying that's a guy that another guy that I was like, I wish he had done more. Well, oh yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, but I feel like he epitomizes what you just said of like guys who weren't going to start well because he like, you know, he's been on different teams, he's you know been in different continents. I just feel like that was not this was not a something built for for a Kovalchuk type. Mm. It would have been mm. fun to see like see his mm. name pop up like it had been the story. Yeah. It was a great story, and I guess that's one that we we got lost in the coronavirus stuff, but. Yeah, I just figured the Russians would uh, build each other up. No, honestly, uh, it's, I mean, the Capitals had that one magical run, and I don't know that they will, I don't know. I mean, the East is just too young, too good, too fast for them to, they're they're more of a West Coast team, more of a or Western Conference team, uh, more of a, a big physical grinding team as opposed to the East Coast, the, the skill, the speed, all that. 
But that's the problem with like Vegas and Colorado is that they're they're young, and quick, they're physical. and physical. Yeah. Like Vegas beats the shit out of teams, and so does Colorado. Yeah. Colorado's yeah. defense is all like an average of like twenty nine or not twenty nine, nineteen, and uh, beats the crap out of you. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, and they're so fast. The big issue is their goaltending. If they get goaltending like they got in the first round, they'll be more than fine. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, they'd love to say they would have loved to hold on to Saman Vermalov, right? How well right. he's played. Yeah, um, for sure. I need to. Look, that's, that's, that's a yeah. That's an interesting story. I, I need to look up that more of how he left and everything. But Joe Sackick, though, I mean, what a genius! Hey, shows you uh, there. There can be some former players who are good GMs, unlike uh, some. Uh, well, yeah, some other some other places. Um, not looking at Detroit or anything. I have an update from Emily. She said I shouldn't let you get away with the Celtics. Don't care about the Sixers rhetoric. <laughs> I didn't say they don't care about the Sixers. I also feel like, like me, basketball is your fourth sport. So we'll have to take this with a grain of salt. I don't. It's not that. It's not that the Celtics don't care about the Sixers. It's that they're a bigger fish to fry. They have bigger rivals to worry about. They had Ooh. bigger rivals to worry the about. Lakers. I'm saying during during the time when the Sixers and and. They met in the Celtics Eastern Conference were. how many or the Eastern Conference Finals how many fucking times? Twice. Not twice. Not true <laughs> at all. I read about this today in the history of the spectrum. There was a time in the sixties that the Sixers okay, beat the Celtics. We're going that far back? We're going back to the sixties sixties. And then the nice Boston fans are about to be a goddamn compliment. Now you don't get it. About how the Celtics fans were nice. Something you never hear about them. The, the Celtics fans are notorious for being the most racist fans in the entire world. <laughs> And that's the Celtics. Every other sport is great now. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Obviously, Fenway, they had their issues at Fenway, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But, I, again, big grain of salt from both of us with any of our basketball takes. Anybody that's getting upset. But on that note, let's end the show. Great podcast, Greg. We worked out today, so the, the energy was great. Everybody tweet at Greg and tell him that he did an awesome job. Greg will love it. Greg don't will need. love your feedback. He's saying he doesn't want it, but he really want wants it. I don't want it. Cookie, has, Kachuk, has, has Kachuk really not played since the fight? I'm pretty sure. Shit. I think he – did he break his hand or something? And Bishop played the first couple of games, but he's out, so he must have gotten hurt. Sitting for game six, that yeah, game time decision. He's not even dressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did uh, Ottinger and shit. Undisclosed injury is what it said. Um, but yeah, great. Yeah. Sorry. Great episode. I love, I love this new the NHL now is an unfit to play because they don't want to tell people it's COVID. But now every single, like, everyone's using it for everything. Like yeah. The kid who, oh, yeah. The, the, great. Kid, the, the kid who broke his shin and, like, for uh, Carolina, who's definitely going to be out for, like, Sevastikov. Yeah, about four months. Oh, it's unfit to play day by day. Unfit to play. Like, dude, you're in a walking boot. You, Everyone knows you broke something bad in your knee but no not a lower broad injury Hit Whoa. The, the, play. the the san diego padres have set an mlb record for being the first team in the history of baseball to hit four grand slam or hit a grand slam in four straight games damn that's pretty cool all against the rangers too which is pretty nuts good thing you uh picked tatis 
And Hosmer. Well, Tatis. Uh... And Hosmer. I think I had Hosmer when I picked two weeks ago, so that's good. Good Three choice by two weeks. Good choice by us. Anyway, Greg, great show. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Jordy. Greg. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. All that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Thunderbug Sports on Instagram. The Bullpen Cart Podcast Group on Facebook. And for my man Greg Piatelli, we will talk to you at the beginning of next week for the second round of the NHL playoffs. Jordy. Jordy. Greg. Go Flyers because I'd rather play Tampa than the Islanders right now. Yep. Fuck Montreal. Go Flyers. Fuck Montreal.